Welcome to another episode of I'm Nano. Putting the I in I am Nano. I'm Nano. I'm your host, Irfani. And I'm your other host, Monica. And today we will be talking about the importance of failed experiments in the context of machine learning for chemistry. This is a wonderful topic. I am the failed experiments. Wow. I think we all know that it's important, but it's mainly confined to within our own immediate network, right? Like Mm -hmm. talking about our own experiments, saying this worked, this didn't work, talking with our supervisors and colleagues and not really sharing those failures, right? Because we're kind of embarrassed, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, for sure, this is something that I really talk about with other people. So when I'm telling them, oh, you know, I'm reading this paper, but I wish they can tell us what worked and what didn't work for them. So I cannot do those experiments and just go forward. You know, it'll make us be more efficient in the lab. So I really wish I they, they do that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> sometimes people will put it in like their final thesis from like master's or PhD. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you have to like really like search for it. Why can't exactly. it be like in the supplementary information of the paper that you're reading? Like, why can't it be like, hey, we tried this. It didn't work mm-hmm. because of this. But this worked. And this is why we have the paper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's starting to get there. Maybe I, some journals are introducing or you can, you can share your data here. But it's mm-hmm. not as, yeah. as obvious as it should right. be for, you know, it should be. Um, but anyway, so I was reading about how machine learning and AI can assist scientists and chemists in their work. And so these scientists from Germany discussed about using machine learning to optimize the outcome of chemical reactions. This paper was titled Machine Learning for Chemical Reactivity, the Importance of Failed Experiments. And it was published in Angawanta Chemi International. And it was actually published back in the summer of 2022. But I think it's still very, very much relevant today. Yes, still still a hot topic. Still, still very, very new, very fresh. And the scientists were discussing in the journal, in, in this paper, in the context of medicinal chemistry reactions. So very common ones like Buckwald Hartwig and Suzuki mm-hmm. Miura couplings. Like those Suzuki couplings are so everywhere. Like mm-hmm. polymer chemistry, meta, like... Anywhere you talk, it's mm-hmm. a yeah. coupling or, or click chemistry, of course. Uh, but it's applicable for any type of reactions, the discussion in here. So, for example, there are many different protocols for making nanoparticles. There was actually another paper from 2016 that discussed similar messages, a similar message in the context of synthesizing vanadium selenium crystals. So, and then we got coughs, we got moths, we got all these different mm-hmm. types of other um oh how do you make nanotubes in a common way right that too right, right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eliminating the error and all that or the common mistakes so this seems to remain an issue after all these years it's yeah. an ongoing problem <laughs> yeah six years man that's the long time for us to improve but it's still here um, so basically for these scientists, they collected data sets from the Reaxis database, and it's a large database of chemical reactions and other chemical informations, and they use it to make a predictive machine learning model. But when they did this, the resulting accuracy was quite poor. And it's not like the fact that these models are actually working well for high throughput experimentation techniques. So in this case, um, they were actually 
doing the experiments. And with the HTE, the high throughput experimentation, they have a lot of parameters tested. So they have both the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And now the question is, so how are these two data, data sets presented here different? So Reaxis contains information from published materials, including journals and patents, whereas HTEs are experimental data. That means the data set from Reaxis is, as you know, most likely the best <laughs> results from the lab. <laughs> really yeah, only the ones that we want to, you know, share and show off. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, the Reaxis database is skewed towards certain types of data mm -hmm. and they identified three different factors. One is the lack of experimental errors in the data because um, we mm -hmm. sometimes have to clean it up. And then two, preference towards established and previously proven protocol. So that means like, oh, so a lot of people have used this one specific ligand, one specific compound, and then we can get uh, this yield, we can get this data. And so they only use that specific compound. So they don't try to use new ones. And then mm -hmm. the third one is the preference towards the best results and not reporting the things that did not work. So these three factors basically is not necessarily um, giving the best data set from the Reaxis database. Right, right. And when the researchers tested data from high throughput experimentation to predict new chemical reactions, they were able to obtain a low experimental accuracy of around 10%. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. However, when they used the Suzuki Miura coupling from the Uriaxis data set, they obtained a larger prediction error by 30%. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. This is mainly because of the fact that majority of the reported literature preferred specific compound triphenylphosphine in their reaction, which it's very easy to work with as a compound. So, you know, I see the appeal. Mm -hmm. And this is from over 7,500, 75,600 data sets. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. so that's that's quite, a, quite a lot of data that was uh, screened. Mm -hmm. So if you were to give... It, a reaction with another compound, the model would not be able to accurately predict the outcome. Yeah. So that's, you know, the preference towards a specific compound. And just like yeah. how we mentioned before, that only like the fact that only the successful data are reported in literature, um, when they accounted that in their model, it actually caused the prediction error to increase by over 50%. That's huge. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the difference from 10 to 30 to over 50. Yeah. Now it makes sense though, because experimental data has a lot of errors, just like what we see in our notebooks, lab books, you know, computers in themselves. Exactly, right? all the things you that's hidden. Correct. Yeah, so, I mean, this just tells us that we need to start sharing our failed experiments and, you know, start exploring other things. And it could be compiled in a database, you know, so we can either manually determine that, say, I want to do this using this and this, and I can go to the database and then I can determine if what I'm planning will fail or not. And then also for machine learning purposes that can help us accelerate these processes, um, they can accurately predict again, if a certain novel new system or synthesis um, protocol will work. But either way, in both methods, both approaches, it will save us a lot of time and make us more efficient. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we have this pressure to, you know, all as well to always publish something amazing. And it's written in our papers and there's like, oh, this novelty and all this yeah. and that. 
and this uniqueness, but there's definitely valuable information from our notebooks as well as everything else that goes into the writing of the final manuscript. There are many, many puzzle pieces mm-hmm. to put together. Mm-hmm. And there is one database uh, for more so synthetic chemists uh, called Not Voodoo. And mm. so that w- is a great resource for being like, okay, how do I get rid of DMSO? What's the best way to do that? Or what's mm-hmm. a common error when doing a distillation? How can I avoid that? So that's a fairly good database. It's usually routinely updated. Uh, we'll link it in the description. Mm-hmm. But also, if anyone has to share different databases that are for correcting errors, oh, yeah. such as this, like maybe in biology or physics, I don't know about mathematics, but I'm sure like errors follow us everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll just link that in the description. And also, uh, thank you for everyone listening to us. We'll give a shout out. We're almost at uh, 2000 listeners. Yeah. We're almost hitting that milestone. I just noticed too, Irfani. So congratulations. Oh, wow. Wow. This is amazing. 2000, right. man. Imagine well, what's, that the people. <laughs> <laughs> what's the error? What's the error in that audience oh, wow. number? Well, 2000 is a lot of people. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We're um, almost there. Give us a like. Give us a share. Like, yeah. we appreciate it a lot. And we're a nonprofit podcast, educational podcast, too. So yes. it helps a lot. Like, getting those numbers right because it's just all you and me working together yeah (laughs) well we still keep going we will yeah this is what we like doing we like reading new stuff and then you know just expanding our our knowledge yes um yeah also just about the not voodoo i actually like the name not voodoo because yes that's (laughs) that's not very scientific but i like it yeah yeah, but it makes it like, you know, it's not like some magical thing. It's like you yeah. can do it. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. Resources. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I should look for one for biosensors. Just go, and I'll, I'll look for it. Yes. Yeah. And like, I think we talked about a previous paper, which was like, what's the best way to test carbon nanotube transistors? So that is that kind of in the realm of that. And mm-hmm. I think there was one about, excuse me, like catalysis that came out recently. Like, mm-hmm. what's the best way to for catalyst research? Like, how do you interpret your data? What's a good way to do that? So things are coming. It's becoming, right? It's a gimmick. It's coming more common. That's good. That's yeah, really good. To have proper protocols in place. And yeah, yeah. That's really that good. Era. Um, yeah. All right. I think that is all we have today. Um, that's all the Nana for today. Take care. And stay curious. <laughs>